Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Our text for this day is Jeremiah 17, which is very close to the Beatitudes of Luke chapter 6, except in reverse order. Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord, whose trust in you is the Lord. He is like a tree planted and that sends out its roots by the stream and does not fear when heat comes. For its leaves remain green and is not anxious in the year of drought. For it does not cease to bear fruit. You may be seated. Well, I went ahead and finally checked my raspberries last Sunday, and it looks like the rabbits have treated them like a famine. Many of the raspberries are devoured right down to the snow. What devastation. You remember last Sunday when Pastor Harvilla quoted Isaiah 6.13? The holy seed is a stump. Well, how will they look in the spring? I have no doubt that in the spring they'll be green and flourish. And that's the hope. That's the confidence that God wants us to have. For the Lord is our trust. How different from one who turns from the Lord. He'll end up like a shrub in a parched, salted land, stunted, fruitless, producing nothing good, as Jeremiah says. Our text comes after Jeremiah examines the fruit of worship of his people. Their confidence had rested in the temple building. Inside, worship was going on just like it was at the days of Solomon, going all the way back to the tabernacle when Moses and the people wandered in the wilderness. But outside the temple, that was a different story. People were worshiping idols all over the place. There was religious prostitution to make it rain. People were offering their firstborn to negotiate prosperity. People were ruthless toward each other, pushing down the poor and lifting themselves up. What a contrast between the true worship of God and the worship of idols. But what was the same? Was the people who were in both places trying to make everything work in their lives maybe you've heard it i'm so desperate i'll try anything i'm just about to that point with my rabbits well you see that was the attitude of god's people with their worship and that was the problem they would try anything for the lord had called them and he calls us to trust solely in the lord as the one who is the giver of the gifts so what is it like to worship other gods did you see the headlines in the fargo forum a week ago sunday exhausted and overworked group homes struggle with employee burnout acute staff shortages I dare say it's not only group homes, the medical field, the restaurant business. It's all over. How many of you see it happening at work? Yeah, a few of you do. 
So how desperate are we? Where do we go first? If it isn't the Lord, then we have found our idol. Because idols demand more and more sacrifice. Early in 2020, it was predicted that 40% of, congregation or of congregational membership wouldn't return to worship. That number was also repeated by our synodical president, Matthew Harrison. Unfortunately, it seems like the number is coming true. There are those who feel like they no, need, no longer need to come to a church building, comfortable in their own homes. Others have gone further and are determining that there's no need for worship at all. We got by without it for two years. Why do we need it in the future? It just takes up time. That's even worse than the time of Jeremiah. At least people worshipped something. And there's a whole group of Americans who feel like they don't even need to believe anything. But you, you are here. And those of you who are homes are watching. Praise the Lord for each and every one of you. Praise the Lord, for we have survived. We've not only survived two years of COVID, but we also survived a year of drought last year. But the Lord doesn't want us to be stunted, but to be refreshed as Christians who bear abundant fruit. The Lord wants us who have weathered the drought to be stronger to be more confident, ready to even go ahead and weather the next storm of life. Not as a shrub in the desert, stunted and fruitless, but to be flourishing and green in the midst of any adversity. Now, there may be some that are saying, Pastor, how can you expect us to weather another storm? Jesus even warns, if this is what they do when the tree is green, what will they do when the tree is dry? Hear the refreshing, life-giving word of the Lord. Jesus, or excuse me, Jeremiah proclaims, He is like a tree by the water that sends out its roots by the stream. Maybe you remember Psalm 46, the one that Luther went ahead and from which he composed a mighty fortress is our God. Luther saw the Lord as his confidence when he looked around the world and saw it falling apart. Psalm 46 exclaims in verse 4, There is a river whose streams make glad the city of God. When you look at the Old Testament temple, that's what it was supposed to be. People were supposed to go there to find food when they couldn't work for themselves or find any, for there was the storehouses of the offerings of the Lord God. It was there that the priests went ahead and proclaimed the unclean clean. It was there that they would eat together as a community and eat before the Lord their God. Because there was the mercy seat of God and the announcement of the grace of God for the forgiveness of their sins. And yet, 
They had trouble believing this. Even refused to give up their idols and treat each other fairly. And so what did the Lord do? He had their temple destroyed. But the new temple of the Lord is the very body of our Lord Jesus Christ. The body of Jesus is where the <clears throat> sheds his blood and we receive it as wine. The, the body of Christ comes to us in the bread for us to receive in Holy Communion. It is in the body and blood that we, where Jesus meets, or I should say, God meets man. For where Jesus is, there is God. And where God is, and Jesus, there is where we meet him in his grace. We are assured in the sacraments when they are administered according to Christ's command that there is the forgiveness of sins. When the gospel is preached in its truth and purity, there is not only forgiveness of sins, but there is where we find God's people being built into a holy temple before the Lord. The New Testament temple is the body of Christ, the church, with Christ as its head. And from the church is the flow, the stream of God's life-giving word. And this word produces fruits of all kinds that is good for the help and the blessing of others. Just as the Old Testament temple was to function, that, that is how we, the people of God, are to function in the world in which we live. Hebrews chapter 10 says it this way, Therefore, brothers, since we have confidence to enter the most holy place by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way, open for us when the cur or through the curtain that is through his flesh, let us draw near with a true heart in the full assurance of faith with our hearts sprinkled clean from every evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold fast to the confession of our hope without wavering for he who, is, for he who promised is faithful. Let us consider how to stir up one another to love and to good works, not neglecting meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another all the more as we see the day, of, the day approaching. Many of our brothers and sisters are not worshiping. Though some are watching by live stream, many have no desire to receive Holy Communion, the very body and blood of Jesus. You know, if you'd go ahead and look at your end of your catechism, not the whole explanation, but the end of the catechism, you find there Luther's questions and answers to go ahead and prepare yourself for the, whole, for the Holy Supper. And there, at the end, he writes for us to ask ourselves, but what if you should... What should you do if you are not aware of this need and have no hunger and thirst for the sacrament? To such a person, he advises, no better advice can be get, given than this. First, he should touch his own body and see if he has flesh and blood. And then he should believe what the scriptures say of it in Galatians 5 and Romans 7. And maybe you remember that. The good I would do, I do not do. The evil that I don't do, that I keep on doing. Who will rescue me from this body of death? Thanks be to God through Jesus Christ. Second, Luther advises, look around. See whether you are still in the world. And remember, there is no lack of sin and trouble. 
Yeah, turn on your TV and just watch the news. Third, you'll certainly have the devil around you. Dear people, we need to continue to have God's refreshing word. We need the encouragement of each other. We need work and sacrament to bear the fruit that the Lord desires, especially in the time of trouble. Our worship is the beginning of heaven. It is the beginning of eternal life. As we see in Revelation chapter 22, and then the angel showed me the river of the water of life, brightest crystal flowing from the throne of God and of the Lamb. Through the middle of the street of the city, and also on either side of the river, the tree of life with its 12 kinds of fruit, yielding fruit in each month. The leaves of the tree are for the healing of the nations. No longer will there be anything accursed, but the throne of God and of the Lamb will be in it, and His servants will worship Him, and they will see His face, and His name will be on their foreheads. <laughs> Baptism, right? The Lord placed His name on you, and night will be no more. They will need no light of lamp or sun, for the Lord God will be their light, and they shall reign forever. Think about that. You have already begun your reign over sin, death, and the power of the devil through the forgiveness of sins. And forgiveness. Where there is forgiveness, there is life and salvation. Though today we may feel like a stump that's cut off, we drink from the throne of the Lamb his word, and his sacrament. He causes us to sprout once again, bearing the fruit of repentance until the day he shall return. Rejoice in that day and leap for joy. For behold, your reward is great in heaven. Amen. The peace of God that passes all understanding, keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus.